thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. I want to talk to you tonight about something that's very, that's very, very controversial. Tonight, I want to talk to you about sexual gender confusion. It's a hot topic. Now, I got to explain to you first um, a statement that we have to all agree on as Christians. Look, I think everybody here is serving the Lord. As I look around, we have any first-time guests. I think everybody here goes to church here. Look at your neighbors say, I think you're saved. Pretty sure you are. Look at your next neighbors. I'm pretty sure you're saved. So if we're all saved and we all believe the Bible, how many of y'all believe the Bible? How many of y'all are saved? Loved you? Okay, okay, that's good, that's good, that's good, everybody. Almost everybody raise their hand. The rest of you, will, we'll work on you tonight a little bit. Um, so here's, a, I'm going to make a statement because I want us all to hear the statement before we talk about anything tonight. As a believer in Christ Jesus, we as followers of Jesus have to believe what this next statement says. Absolute truth exists and that truth is the word of God only. Not culture, not the Swifty clan, not Patrick Mahomes' gospel. See, his gospel's twisted because he says the F word every five seconds. He gets drunk all the time. He has children out of wedlock, but people still say he follows Jesus. That's a twisted, that's not gospel. Taylor Swift makes fun of Christians. Did y'all know that? She thinks we all hate gay people. Makes fun of us. So, so the world's, the, what the world is preaching is not something we can indulge in. We have to believe something else. And how many knows, I, now you may not have been yet, but I have, I was today. How many of y'all know that you're going to be persecuted if you believe what the Bible says? Well, if you don't believe that, just believe the Bible and you'll be persecuted. Okay, I want to read two scriptures. I'm not going to read this first one in its entirety. Um, we will at a later time, but not tonight. So just follow along with me. This is 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse 16, and then we're going to go to Isaiah 40, and then we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the hot topic. Okay, this is 2 Timothy chapter 3. All scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching us, for rebuking, everybody say me, uh, for correcting us and for training in what? What's the next word? So the word of God is breathed by God. It's his word. You say, well, people wrote it, but they were inspired under the unction of God to write it. It's God breathed, okay? And it's profitable for us to live righteously. It trains us on how we should live in a culture that's messed up, okay? Isaiah 40 verse 8 says this, the grass is going to die. All the leaves are about to fall off the trees. Those leaves are going to die. And the flowers will fail. Pastor Jillian has a, uh, uh, what, kind of, what kind of flower is that? And what'd you call her? I forgot, Janice, but that, that flower, Janice, as soon as it freezes, it's going to die. So the grass is going to die, the flowers are going to die, but God's word endures forever and ever and ever. So those who say they follow God, how many people follow God? Let me see your hands. You say you follow God? All right, that's pretty much everybody, I think. Let me make sure everybody, just some of the hands are raised. Okay, everybody, all right, everybody follows God. Okay, if you say that you follow God, 
then you have to filter every idea about life, about culture, about music, about movies, about the systems in the world through God's word. Not through what music says, not through what Beyonce teaches you, not through what your teachers teach you, not through what your friends teach you, but if you say that you're a follower of God, you have to, you have to filter every single idea and thought through the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is our standard. Let's all say that together. Say the word of God, word of God is, my is my standard because I follow Jesus. I follow Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. You, look, you look good tonight, you look good but I'm not following you if you're not going to follow Jesus. Okay, so the word of God, I wish I had a filter. When I go to teach us on Sunday morning uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to use a coffee filter. But um, if you can imagine with me, uh, uh, no, don't go get one, honey. It's fine. She's going to get one. Don't she, look how she is. Don't do that. The word of God is a filter. Everybody say filter. You ever met somebody that didn't have a filter? They just run off the mouth about everything they say. Don't look at your neighbor because they might be in this room. But you ever had a friend? They just think they just think the very thing that comes to their mind. Anybody have a friend like that? They have zero filter. They have no filter. They're just going to tell you to business, right? And you and I would agree that a person like that does way too much, don't they? Talk to me. It's like, brah, you're doing too much, brah. You know, you're doing way. You're doing way too much. You need a filter, right? Well, I want to tell you guys tonight, you need a filter too. You need a filter. Everything you hear at school, you need to filter it. What you're seeing on television, you need to filter it. What you're watching to entertain yourself on the TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram reels or YouTube reels, you should be filtering what you're listening and watching through the word of God. What does God's word say about getting drunk? What does God's word say about homosexuality? Well, pastor, I just feel it's up to a person to feel the way that they are. If they're attracted to men, then you just got to let them be attracted to men if they're men. What's the, words, what's the word call that? What does the word say about two 16-year-old heterosexuals having sex that aren't married? What's the word say about it? What's the word say about abortion? I'm about to throw a curveball at you because I can't believe what I'm seeing on the internet. What does the word say about Israel? We have movements and mouthpieces pro-Palestine in Gaza, and they're not pro-the Bible because the Bible is 100% pro-Israel every time. But, but, but there's no buts about it. You're either pro-God or you're pro-not. You're either for him or against him. You're either with him or, man, I don't have 29 minutes. You're either with him or you're against him. So as Christians, we have to filter our life through what the Bible said. If we filter hot topics through how we feel, we won't have a godly belief system. Well, I feel this way, but that's not what the Bible says. Yeah, but I feel that way, but you're wrong then. We, we would be spiritual if we lived that way, not biblical. If you're living your life on how you feel, you're led by your feelings. You're not biblical. You're just spiritual. But so are the mystics. They're spiritual. So are demons, y'all. They're spiritual. 
And just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that that way's right. You better get in the Bible and, and figure out on God's Google system what the Word of God says about it. Look at your neighbor say, he's talking right to you, not me. So a Christian, how many Christians do we still have? Some Christians in the room, some of you might have faded out there, but a Christian's belief system then is built on absolute truth. Period. Doesn't mean we're perfect, does it? Doesn't mean we know all things, does it? Doesn't mean we make it right. Sometimes we miss the mark, don't we? We do dumb stuff, right? Am I the only one? We all the time. Thank you, Brother Ron, for your honesty, for sure. We do dumb stuff all the time that's not godly. But we can't say, well, we change our mind. It's godly to do dumb stuff. Because that would be the antithesis of Scripture. Antithesis means the opposite. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says this, And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, you heard it and accepted it. So you have to read the Bible and you have to hear it in your heart. And you have to then accept it even though you may not feel good about it. Come on in here. I'll read the word of God sometimes. I'm like, ooh, same other word. I'm like, ooh, I, that's not me. I need to be more like that. I'm not a very good person. I don't read the Bible every time and I'm like, ooh, I'm just, I got my act together. It's actually the majority, the opposite of that. The majority of the time I'll read the Bible, I'll say, man, Lord, how could you love me? Like, I don't do these things. How, how? Paul said it this way, I want to, but I can't, and I can't, but I want to. But you still have to accept it as truth. And it actually is the word of God. Hebrews 4.12 said that the, the Bible is alive and active, that it judges your thoughts and your heart. Romans 12.2 said, said, do not imitate the ideas. I want you to hear this tonight. Do not imitate the ideas and the opinions of the culture around you. I need two volunteers to help me tonight. Two volunteers. We got Timothy and we got do, 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 Keegan. Come on. Stand right down here. Okay, I want you to put your back toward him. And I want you to watch Timothy, okay? And Timothy is the world. And Brother Deron, you come up here. You're over here. Stand behind him. Face that wall. Okay, so, so this is you. This is the Lord's way, the word of God, how you find out how, what God is. This is the world, everything that's in front of you all the, all the time. So Timothy, if I said... Raise your hand and wave it as fast as you can. I want Keegan, I want you to do the same exact thing he's doing just like he's doing it. <laughs> Timothy, I want you to dance like a ballerina. Oh. And Keegan, I want you to follow as best you can. <laughs> Come back over here, Timothy. Keep dancing like a ballerina. Keep doing it. You're doing so good. There you go. There you go. Come this way and face that way again. Um, Timothy, kick your right leg. Keegan, I want you to imitate everything he does. Everything he does. There you go. I want you to uh, blow the wall a kiss, Timothy. Okay. Now, now I, want you, I don't want you to move, okay? I don't want you to move. Don't do anything different. Just stay right there. This is what happens to a lot of you. You give your life to Jesus, but you don't change positions. I'm going to tell the Lord to do something. And Keegan, I want you to imitate the Lord here in a minute, okay? But you can't move. You got to stay right there. Okay, do what, do what Duran's doing, Keegan. You know why he's not doing it? Because his eyes are on the world. He's thinking like the world. 
His mind is on, on the booty, not, not his. his. His mind is on, come on, you, you, come on in here. His mind, she looks too good, young guys, come on. Not, not, not she, I'm, you know, he knows he's a he, I'm just saying. He represents the world. The partying, the clubbing, the cussing, the smoking, the dipping, the sex, and the snorting. Come on in here. Dressing like a hoochie, acting like a hoochie. So he comes to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, but he don't look like Jesus. He looks like the world. Why? Because he's imitating the ideas of what's always in front of him because he won't change his filter. What he has to do is, the Bible calls it repent and churn so he can get his eyes on Jesus. So now, whatever the Lord does, Keegan can do. And the whole time, then the world turns around and looks at you. And the world starts pointing, mocking. You're an idiot, Keegan. You're a loser, bro. Come party with us on Friday, man. You're going to that church service on Wednesday. What's your problem, Keegan? The problem is Keegan has been changed by Jesus. So now Keegan's standard is the word standard, not the world. Keegan's ideas turn into the word's ideas. Keegan's passions turn into God's passions. His desires, though not perfect, turn into... I wish I could get three people to say amen in here. We have to change how we think and repent. Give these three a big round of applause. Okay, y'all ready? Here we go. There are ideas in culture that are anti-God. That people who go to church say they're okay. And I want to talk about these hot topics. If you agree and live with cultural ideas, you're not, you're not following the Lord. You actually won't be able to even get in the kingdom of God. That's Galatians chapter 6. Not perfection, but you, have, you got to distinctly turn from the world. And, you know, you know, I celebrated when Roe v. Wade was overturned. That means abortion was going to be stopped. You overturned that law. There were people in our church that got mad at me for celebrating that. Well, what about incest? What about those women who were raped? I said, what about 4,800 babies being murdered every day? And it's 0.01% of women who were raped that have an abortion. And the, well, that's a whole other subject. Okay. We'll get there on hot topics, trust me. So today's hot topic, I'm going to talk about gender dysphoria and non-binary because these are words in your schools. You're going to hear them at the lunch table. You're going to see them walking down the, down the hallway. And they are really in school systems all over the world trying to indoctrinate our kids subliminally. Now, thank God we got teachers like, like Faith in the school system. And like Monchelle in the school system. And like Brother Jordan Gordon in the school system. And, and Miss Charlotte that's in the school system that stand for godly biblical principles. And the thing I would never want, because I know people are going to hear this message on our podcast, and I'm going to be preaching a little bit this on a Sunday morning. I would never want to want, I would never want anybody in the gay community, in the non-binary community, transgender community, LGBTQIA plus community to ever think we're saying we hate them. 
right? Because then that would be anti-God too, because what's the greatest commandment at all? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So it's hard because we, we want to teach you what's right and wrong without coming off like we're hating somebody that's in sin. Right? Amen. Because Thank you, Pastor. Because the fact of the matter is we want everybody coming to church. Except rebellious Jezebels. We don't want them coming. But everybody else who wants coming to church. Can I get a witness? We want gender-confused people coming to church. And so does Jesus. We want them to feel the love of God in this church. We want them in this church. We want them in our church family. Come on in here. But culture can't redefine the Bible. Now, the world has a different idea about gender. The word binary, it means two genders, only male and female. Weird thought, isn't it? It's a joke. It means if you're born a biological man, you, you're a man. If you're born a biological woman, you're a woman. We're all old enough to have had them classes and knows what makes us different. We are different. Can the church say amen? amen. That's why Mikey hollered at Bailey. He's like, what up, girl? That's why Brother Justin Pena saw Courtney. He was like, oh, my goodness. He told me that's what he did. That's, what he did. that's why she likes him. She's like, I see you, babe. I see you, babe. But the word non-binary is a very confusing big word. It's actually an umbrella, and it means you're not binding to any sexuality. It means you identify as many things. You can identify like fluid. You, you can change on an hourly, whatever you feel at the moment. If you feel like a cat, you can be a cat. If you feel like a, a, a donkey, you can be a donkey if that's how you feel. If you feel like you're a man and a woman trapped inside of one body, you can be one of them. You can be a they, them. That's the pronoun. There's all different definitions of a non-binary gender that culture gives. Look at all these definitions. You can be this all wrapped together. An animal, a male, a female, a transgender, gender neutral, non-binary, agender, pangender, gender queer, two spirits, a third gender, all gender, non-gender are a combination of all these and plus more. That's confusing. But the problem is there are real people broken and bound and are very confused in our culture today. Music is confusing them. Come on. Media is confusing them. Politicians are confusing them. Schools are confusing them. Instagram is indoctrinating y'all because most of y'all are on scroll more than you are on scripture. And so what you put before you is your doctrine. It's your belief system. It's what you believe. Come on. So tonight I want to give you three things and we're going to break out and break out groups here very quickly. Three things. Everybody say three things. Very quickly, pastor. Don't tell me to hurry up. Okay, number one, my daughter's going to let me have it after church. Number one, to believe the world's view on gender is to believe that God is a failure. Now, how many, I would ask this question. Let me see by the show of hands. How many of y'all believe God fails? Matthew almost raised his hand on that one. He said, oh, wait, no. We don't believe God fails, do we? 
to believe that there are more genders outside what biology has created is the world's idea. And to believe that is calling God a failure, saying, God, you made a mistake on me. God, you flawed me. God, when you put me in, in creation, when I was in my mother's womb, which conception and birth, that's all a miracle if you go to study it. You flawed with me. You, you are not a perfect God. But if you're a Christian, you would believe Psalm 1830. As for God, his way is perfect. Now, we can't understand perfect because there ain't nothing perfect on this planet. I know some of y'all think you're perfect. Some of y'all young men think she's perfect. But ain't nobody nothing perfect on this planet. Nothing. The word of the Lord, his word, what comes out of his mouth is completely flawless. Everything God does wins. He's not a le who, the her. He's a winner. Number two. To believe the world's view that God is okay, what, I didn't write that down, Berto, help me out. To believe the, the world's view that God is okay with us changing our gender is to believe that God made you a mistake. So now we think, people who think this way, God is flawed and then he made me flawed. Isaiah 44, 24 says this, listen to the words, guys. Thus saith the Lord. Remember, his word's perfect, so here he's about to tell you something that's perfect. Your Redeemer who formed you, formed you, formed you, formed you. Because see, some of you have a problem with this right here because you don't think you're good enough. But God formed you. God took time forming you. Forming you. Some of y'all took time forming yourself to get to church. You put on deodorant. Thank the Lord. Some of you didn't. We'll go pray for you after church. You, you did your her, if you have any. You did your her. Got them nails did. You ironed your clothes. You called your friends. You're going to come tonight. Some of you didn't do that, but you should next week. Praise God. You, 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 you thought about what you was going to wear. I'm going to wear these kicks. I'm going to wear those Crocs, those flannel pants, and my camp shirt. Keegan. I love Keegan. He's so funny formed us where in our mom's womb to say that i'm a mistake and god you created me with a broken sexual identity is to say that you make something that's flawed psalm 139 13 says this for you created my inmost being god you knit me together in my mother's womb now, i don't knit nothing i'm not a knitter okay i'm not a sewer whatsoever I don't sew threads. I don't sew crochet needles with yarn. I'm, I don't sew that way. Any, any other buddy in the room, y'all? Home ec people? I don't know. Any home ec people? Praise God. Show of hands. No home ec people. My God, ladies, you got to learn how to sew. That was sexist. I'll say it again then. Ladies, you need to learn how to sew. You can sew? Praise God. Now, I know Matthew's a builder. He's not a knitter. Matthew, I want to see you learn how to knit. Crow your, crochet your wife a blanket. But the concept is this. Matthew has to follow building plans to meet the codes to be a legal builder. Which then means God sat back and thought about, how am I going to make you, Isaiah? I'm going to knit him together. 
seven feet, four inches tall. That's how I feel when I'm around him. Good looking head of hair on him. Got the locks for days. Curls for the girls. Just kidding. He, he got the, he got the, he's it. Right? He knit him together. He knit him together. Some of you are also concerned. I'm a quiet, introverted person. I'm not good enough. You're telling me that God made a mistake knitting you together? He failed his own plans? I thought we just started to discuss, number one, God's perfect, right? What you tripping about? But sexual confusion is basically throwing that in God's face. You missed it on me. You didn't follow the perfect plans for me. Psalm 139, 16 says this. Your eyes, God, saw my unformed body. God saw y'all before you were ever created on this planet. Huh? Here's the third thing about gender confusion you need to know. The confuser is always fighting the creation. The confuser is always fighting the creation. I said that like Donald Trump. I don't know why. The creation. Um, First Corinthians chapter 1433. <laughs> that might have been Regis Philman. I don't know. Okay. First Corinthians 1433. Say this with me. Say the confuser. Say it with me. Come on. Push your neighbor. Some of y'all sleep. And say the confuser. Is always fighting the creation. The confuser always fights the creation. First Corinthians 14.33 says this. For God is not the author of confusion. If you ever feel confused, it's not God. If you ever feel confused about who you are, it's not God confusing you. There's only one other thing that's confusing you. And that's the enemy's camp. God is not gonna confuse what God creates. Come on in here. Well, I'm confused about my sexuality, Pastor. I'm a guy who likes guys. Well, that's called a sin problem and something you're tempted with. And we can believe God to help you and to bring freedom to you. Come on in here. Just like we would believe for a young lady who's, who's really feeling this sex drive 24-7, can't get away from it from sleeping with guys. That's a sin problem that we can believe God to set you free from. Come on. It's all sin, but we can't justify that sin and call it good because we feel good about it. That would be anti-God. We're gonna end with one more verse and then we're gonna get ready for breakout sessions. Genesis 127 says this. So God, look how the word of God is. This is what, this is what we believe as Christians. We don't believe there's more than two genders. We don't believe, we don't believe if you feel like an animal, you can identify as one. The only, the only scripture references in scripture where people were animals, it was because they were demon-possessed. The only place in scripture where people felt like they were multiple personalities is in Mark chapter 5, when there was a demoniac that came to Jesus and said, we are legion, my name is, we are many demons. God created man in his own image. Is God confused? then why should man be confused? In the image of God, he created them. Watch how he created them. That's a, that's a semicolon, right? Semicolon, is that what that's called? How? He created them male and female. End of story. So, now we, we can't come off in a way to the world that's like, 
you're wrong, you're horrible, we're right, peace out, deuces. That's not the point. The point is you can't get into agreement with what culture is telling you. If culture tells you at school there's multiple genders, what would you say? You would say Genesis 1.27 says God created them in his image, male and female, only. You can believe that, I'm not believing that. You can serve the gods of the world, I'm serving one Jehovah. I'm not a mistake, you ain't a mistake. None of us are mistakes. God knew what he was doing because he's perfect. And he created us like him. Male or female. He created you that way.